Welcome to Better Yet, the Better Trucks podcast. Fireside chats with innovators, visionaries, and leaders in last mile parcel deliveries. Episode three, how technology is reshaping parcel delivery. Today's guests, Jason Murray of Shipium and Andy Whiting of Better Trucks. Your host, Denise McCann. Welcome to the third episode of Better Yet. I have two incredible guests with me today. Jason Murray, co-founder of Shipium, and Andy Whiting, co-founder of Better Trucks. And I'm Denise McCann, uh, CEO of Renegade Logistics. I'm going to let the two of you introduce yourselves before we jump in. Jason, you start. Uh, hi, thanks for having me. It's nice <laughs> to meet you. Uh, um, so my background, I was at Amazon almost 20 years and uh, started there in 1999. And the majority of my career was really focused on fulfillment and technology. Early days, I worked a lot on the fulfillment centers and kind of in those early 2000s, how e-commerce fulfillment centers would work at scale. Super interesting, uh, really, really grateful to be part of that whole process. Um, but 2010, I took over the supply chain as the VP over supply chain optimization and technology. And my role in that, in that role, my job was to essentially... Uh, as Prime was becoming a bigger and bigger thing, I was in charge of of making Prime a cost-effective option. And so we did that by stuff like uh, improving forecasting and improving inventory flows, improving, improving inventory positioning, uh, improving kind of how we optimized and ran our transportation network. And, you know, all of that was to ultimately to lead to faster and cheaper shipments. Uh, I left Amazon in 2018, started Shipium in 2019, and... Uh, you know, largely what Shipium is about is trying to trying to fill the gaps in for companies that need this technology to compete in the e-commerce space around um, how they think about their e-commerce outbound supply chain. And so Shipium's job is to to provide the tech to help companies with that. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. All right. Drum roll, Andy. All Could right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Andy Whiting from Better Trucks, uh, co-founder and CEO. Uh, Better Trucks is the last mile delivery carrier uh, headquartered in Chicago, cover about 19 cities right now. Uh, taking a very tech first approach and love partnering with companies like Shipium. Uh, so I'm really excited here to uh, learn more about Jason and their team uh, and then obviously share where we kind of have a similar view on e-commerce. Uh, so just Really excited about the conversation. I want to talk data. I want to talk about the market and uh, where things are going. So, um, yeah, uh, happy to happy to uh, happy for today's conversation. All right, gentlemen, let's get right to it. So, Jason, you mentioned your vast experience with Amazon, or as I like to put it, you're in the belly of the beast. I mean, I'm sure you have so much knowledge that you could share. Center of the Death Star. <laughs> right. Who who is still the elephant in the room? Amazon. Do you still believe that um, that Amazon will be uh, will set consumer expectations for parcel delivery for 2023? Um, and, and yeah, I mean, largely I do. I think that uh, they're they're still kind of the the best in class in the industry. They, um, you know, the way I look at it is, I, I think, you know, the the. Amazon website is notoriously hard to shop on. You know, there's a lot going on. It's hard to find things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the reason people kind of always go back to it, though, is because they they know when they're going to get their item. They have a predictable promise. Um, yeah. It's typically very fast, especially if you're in Prime. And if if the item is close, it's super fast, even same day. 
and um, and they have a you know a wide selection with competitive prices. And so, um, really, you know, not to not to go too far off course, but kind of that pricing selection and convenience, where convenience comes down to speed and predictability, um, was the three pillars that that really drove Amazon. And I think that's still the case. And and so it's really uh, outside of Amazon, it's 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 our responsibility to start bringing that discipline and that focus to the rest of the market. That's interesting because as a, just a consumer, um, the commoditization of small purchases that I make, dish soap. I mean, right? I'll do it. I'll do it on Amazon. Um, and I understand what you say about um, a lot going on, on on the webpage. And that's for a reason. We know that. I mean, it's for the ranking, et cetera. Um, Andy, you mentioned uh, your initial experience when starting Better Trucks uh, with Amazon as well. This one is for both of you. What's the biggest mindset or belief transportation leaders can take away from Amazon? Now, here's the tricky part and apply to their own last mile delivery approach. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think this is why, you know, Jason and I are excited about the partnership because um, having seen kind of on the back of, you know, inside of how Amazon goes after from a last mile perspective, Jason also having been inside the Death Star, as you mentioned, uh, kind of on the uh, tech and fulfillment side, what really separates Amazon or, or gives that uh, predictability and a promise is the aligned stack of both fulfillment, sortation and delivery uh, in one. And um, so as you look at other e-commerce retailers, like how are they going to compete? You know, they need a uh, kind of a, they can't just have a slow regional delivery company uh, that that is bolts onto the end of Shipium or vice versa. If they have a bad fulfillment experience or inventory placement experience and they bolt it, uh, you know, and it, it's upstream from us, that customer promise is is not as uh, easy to make. And so I think that like it's a combination of, of um, you know, technology companies like ourselves that are actually going to give uh, retailers uh, the ability to compete uh, and, and alongside of Amazon. So that's that's what I see. Jason, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a really good summary. I would I would maybe just kind of lean into the fact that, you know, the 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 magic of Amazon was really the technology. Um, technology allows you to use data for things like prediction and process improvement. It also really allows you to codify um, these these operational improvements and actually create a, a a feedback loop that that truly does improve over time. And so, um, you know, when I think, you know, what are we what are we trying to do in market? And it's it's really about finding that that whole tech stack that that um, really uses technology to differentiate itself and and obviously then works together and is coordinated. And so, uh, yeah, that's my that's kind of my big leaning into to Andy's point a little bit more is I would just kind of emphasize the tech piece. Well, I've enjoyed watching in the last, let's say, two, two to three years, and especially this last year, the last mile carriers like Better Trucks taking more and more market share. Um, and I, and I, I, I really enjoyed that because um, I have had I had 26 years at FedEx. And if you can chip away at those big guys, right, Amazon being one of them, FedEx, UPS. Well, enough about Amazon. Uh, let's talk more tech. Jason, in what ways do you believe technology is reshaping the parcel delivery landscape? 
Um, I, I think kind of just to reiterate my last point a little bit more, um, you know, data is a huge part, right? Because I, I think when you have a lot of, when you're, when you're able to capture, this is what happened, you're able to kind of start building these predictive models. And if you can build predictive models, you can, you can then uh, essentially kind of shape the world and the way you route things and the way you move things to hit, hit where that prediction is, right? I mean, whether it's inventory positioning and placement or or kind of movement of orders or even, even you know, the way that you're thinking about a, a transportation network and, and what you need to route around, et cetera. Um, but the second piece, I think, is, is kind of comes down to that, uh, what I'll say just coordination and and codification, cod um, and what I mean by that is just that you know the the beautiful thing about software is that it's going to do the same thing over and over every time, and it's not going, you know, it's not kind of bound by we're all humans, we make mistakes, we can only keep so much information in our head, and and if the problem is such that it is this repeatable operational problem, it really works great to just keep hammering on. Um, let's let's build these optimizations and these processes and this communication into software such that you know you're always going to get the best possible outcome. And so um, I think to some degree, the, the question is, how is technology reshaping operations and, and small parcel delivery, et cetera? It's just the fact that it's, it's being used almost um, in the DNA of these processes now, and that's really what's required to make the whole thing um, to move that whole thing forward. And it's a perfect fit, honestly, because it's, it's, you know, it's about timing and, and, uh, and precision. And that's what, that's what software is really, really, really good at. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add, um, you know, our company uh, was born in the digital age, right? So we're not transforming from some previous, uh, you know, way of doing business. So everything we've done, every delivery is app-based, right? It's not like we went from some sort of former scanner, your paper-based routing, all that stuff. It's, 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 we are, you know, app-based. Um, all of our actions under the roof are, uh, you know, scanned and verified and, you know, kind of uh, codified, as you said, uh, you know, around best practices. Uh, and we can tweak that software as we see new things fit, um, you know, to improve the process and then expect going forward that you're going to have that best possible outcome, like you said, and, you know, really like that goes down to, you know, the delivery experience at the door, uh, actually, you know, having drivers with the ability to take pictures, uh, GPS geofencing location to reduce errors at the, at the edge. Um, and, you know, all those things create efficiencies, uh, you know, less returns, you know, all the improvements that you would expect. And again, it's not us coming from a former way of doing business that we had to transform into it's it's just native and and it's what people expect and it's you know it's kind of what we expect as a company as well yeah so you imagine when you make yeah. improvements to your staff it doesn't take weeks or, or i'll say months or years for those to feed back this is stuff that is almost instantaneously the next order that goes out is now able to take into account that a uh, that improvement and that's just the the beauty beauty of a digitally native tech stack like that. Yep, agreed. So so Andy, you took your uh, your your background in technology and software development. Um, you started at IBM. Yep. You've held uh, critical executive roles with global technology consulting firms for seven years. What was it about parcel delivery? Did you feel that building better technology could make such an impact? There had to be one thing that is your 
there had to be one thing that you said, I, I can't, there, here's an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, so I, I look back my early days uh, as I, you know, I worked for FedEx when I was a kid, I worked for FedEx in college uh, when I was uh, writing software at a, I worked there in Colliersville, Tennessee at their headquarters, oh yep. technology headquarters. So I, I worked yep. there a long time ago. Uh, always been a big fan of the company. Um, and then you see kind of uh, how Amazon is tackling the problem, right? And so you see this like modern way of Amazon tackling a problem. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense. So you have companies like UPS and FedEx that are, um, uh, you know, these behemoths that have been, you know, providing incredible service for many years. But in my opinion, kind of still living off the name of, of many years ago. Uh, and are lagging behind in some of their tech investments, and the the world is kind of just progressing ahead of them. So um, I felt like there was a great opportunity to uh, build a, a delivery company that that I wanted to work for and be a part of and be proud of. And and um, you know, technology enables that uh, and it enables us to scale. Um, and and like Jason mentioned, like we believe that there's uh, if if other uh, if, if these big players don't pay attention, you know, companies like us are going to come take a huge portion of their market, if not all of it, uh, over time. So uh, just I, I think it's it, it stems from just seeing what's possible, um, uh, thinking about it, what could be better, you know, what are better ways to tackle a problem? And that really just gave us the inspiration to continue building software to tackle the problem. You know, it's interesting, Andy, 26 years at FedEx and I adore uh, Fred Smith you know, the owner or the, the man who founded the company. And he would come in a room and he would say, listen, we are not, we are an IT company that just happens to move packages. Now, I believe that in the past, I, and I don't know if they, if they have kept up, right? Yeah. But, but I, I truly did believe that. And I, and I saw it for many years. It, I, I, I think that if you read, you know, I'm a big fan of the FedEx uh, or the Fred Smith story as well. Like big, mm -hmm. big fan, read all the books, you know, followed along. Um, and it's one of those things that now it's like, I guess it's the Clayton Christensen innovators dilemma. Like they're in this status where they're, you know, a large corporation can't move as fast. You know, mm -hmm. they, they probably are, are frustrated that, that new companies are coming in, biting at their heels. They're, they're upset about that. Um, and, you know, but the, these companies just, they, they lose some of that over time. Uh, and now you've got, uh, you know, executives running the company that are more interested in, in the bottom line than innovating in, in technology. And that's gives uh, companies like myself or like Better Trucks the opportunity to come in and compete, especially combined with, you know, technology like Shipium that can give us that real uh, kind of competitive advantage and, and tie everything together. So, um, I hear you. I hear you on on that. Uh, their their story is great, uh, but you know it's it's still kind of living off that maybe the the promise that was made in the eighties or nineties and not not yep. the reality of today. Exactly, and and I I don't mean to interject, but the Southwest model, what's happening there? Um, yeah, that's a complete tech issue. Um, yeah. So same thing. Wonderful companies enjoyed you know years of customer service, et cetera perhaps some margin compression, you get some people in that want to make money and you don't, you don't go for tech. I think there's kind of a general belief that you can just kind of, okay, we're, we're done with our technology, you know? Yeah. Like done, like, okay. I, you know, kind of as if like, uh, you know, lawyers all said, the laws are done. We don't need to, we don't need to have lawyers anymore. So, right. but, but uh, I, I think in general, the, 
the technology it's it's continue the world around you is continually changing you know and so it's it's extremely important that you're always investing to kind of keep up with that and that's just the reality it's not a you know you, you have to really view technology as, is, a, yeah. as, a, as a, a source of revenue not as a not as a cost center um because the the world will change there's there's more opportunity to there's new inputs there's you know changing landscape changing dynamics changing all of that and the software needs to kind of keep up with that and so the minute that you kind of start to to let go of that you know the the term we've used is bit rot right where you start to start to see the 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 I like that not keeping up with the, yeah. yeah um let's wrap up on this topic uh multi-carriers jason uh when shippers join shipium uh, they go from an average of one carrier to six in the first quarter. The multi-carrier movement has been happening in our industry for years now, but this would imply many are still uh, beholden to one of the big guys. Uh, what what are you seeing? Uh, we're definitely seeing that pattern. I think the I think the kind of the most the interesting way to look at it is that um, the challenge with multi-carrier is that effectively when you move from one carrier to many, it introduces complexity, right? It's certainly not going to be simpler. So I, you know, I think if you're yeah. you're working with a single carrier and you go to multiples, it's going to introduce the complexity. And, and it's a really good example though, of where software is, is there to kind of take that complexity and turn that into a structural advantage for you. And I, I think again, like, you know, we've kind of been hammering this on the, on this, on this particular podcast, but but you know, if if you don't kind of embrace technology as this enabler there, um, then it seems like a net negative thing. And I, I think traditionally retailers almost think of multiple carriers as a liability when they should think about it as an asset. But that's all about having that different perspective from a technology perspective, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, what we're essentially doing we we do several things but one of the things we do is we're kind of saying we're going to virtualize all of your contracts with all your carriers and then you're going to call us and it's just as easy as calling a single carrier but now we're going to go out and and figure out what has the what meets the transit time requirements that you have and what's going to do it with the cheapest possible cost and from your standpoint it's just as simple as if you're working with one carrier and that's kind of our goal in this in this exercise um, but if you don't have the right technology, that's certainly not the case. And I think that's a, you know, it's an example where um, kind of looking at the world through this lens of this is the way the world was in 1990 is not really applicable to the way the world is now, mm -hmm. where you have the ability to use dynamic models that can make these decisions for you and give you improved speed, improved cost, improved, you know, reduction of risk, because you're not beholden to one thing. And and, you know, that's the magic of kind of moving to a tech first approach. Well, gone are the days of, hey, can I have six months of your shipment uh, history, origin, destination, zip, uh, length, height, width. And then, I don't know, somebody comes back with something when yeah. I would negotiate a contract. I'd rather do about anything than, than go through a, a, a large a FedEx or UPS contract, truly. And I know how to do it. And I'd really rather do about anything. Um, Andy, uh, when customers join the Better Trucks Delivery Network, what are some of the changes in their organization you see in the first 90 days of working with them? 
Uh, typically, our network is built around this one to two day promise. Uh, so that's typically a, a big a differentiator they're seeing. Uh, we have a much larger uh, one day uh, promise than many other carriers uh, in our region. Uh, we're trying to continue to expand that network, but primarily that's the biggest advantage that they're seeing is, is a larger one day uh, network uh, at a very competitive price. Um, you know, quality, we're really proud of our quality um, and we expect a, um, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of improvements uh, that they see there. Um, also uh, redundancy and reliability, uh, as Jason mentioned with the multi-carrier strategy, you have that. Our complexity is, uh, we are no more complex than, than all the other carriers, um, usually feeding back into uh, many different integration points that we have that give them the ability to see um, or better visibility, uh, so they shouldn't have any problems there. Uh, but typically, it's just uh, you know better speeds and, and solid uh, solid uh, delivery uh, experience. Yeah, I think if we, as we continue to work together, um, the other aspect of that is that faster shipping. Um, there's obviously the the you know nice aspect of it arriving faster, but it's also about communicating upstream that this is going to arrive faster, which is exactly. for retailers is a big conversion mover, right? And so um, wiring that into the rest of the industry outside of Amazon, um, you know, is kind of my personal passion and mission, just because it 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 makes, you know, I, I think I, I often say that shipping is the most expensive part of an e-commerce business. It's also the biggest conversion driver in an e-commerce business. And so yeah, you really absolutely. think about it a lot. It should be, if it's not number one on your list, it should be in terms of in, you know, both communicating that fast speed so you can you can drive the revenue side and then also just making sure you hit it. So you're, you're keeping that customer loyalty and trust. And so obviously um, Andy and Better Trucks are a huge part of that whole equation. Well, gentlemen, it's, it's been an honor to meet you and Andy. I always, always like to see you, especially at trade shows, hoping to uh, see you at the next one. Uh, this was absolutely incredible. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Better Yet. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Better Yet, the Better Trucks podcast.